This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Hey, Faith Church Lubbock, good to have you here tonight. We love you. We miss you. I'm going to give you a little bit of encouraging words here tonight. Joshua said in Joshua 1, be strong and a good courage. And so I, I speak that over every one of us tonight. I'm so glad you, you could tune in to us on the live stream. If you got your Bible, go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 6. We'll begin in verse 33. As we're getting ready to go there, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to get there. Just a couple of shout outs tonight real quick. We want to wish some people happy birthday. Uh, yesterday, uh, Bob Worth, he turned 77. Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, Arlen Harrelson yesterday turned 72. And then Dee Ebert will have a, a birthday this weekend. So I wish all of you happy birthday and blessings. And if you're watching and you've been cooped up, I believe this will be a good night for you. Okay, we begin in Matthew 6, verse 33. Now, if we were to look at the start of this in verse 25, 26, 27, there all the way to verse 33, you would find out that, that the Lord, he knows that every one of us have needs of of food, clothing, and shelter. But look what he says in Matthew 6, verse 33. He says, for after all these things, or he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, notice the placement of first there. And so he said, the, the very first thing I'm to do is put God first. And as you put God's first here... God pledges himself with faithfulness. And so even in the times we live in right now, choose to put God first and watch what God will do in this area of your life. So I'm, I'm highlighting the area of giving right now. Seek the kingdom first. Put God first and God will work, okay? Bless all of you in those areas. We appreciate your giving. I'm going to speak tonight on the area of authority in the name of Jesus. So if you got your Bible, go with me uh, to the book of John chapter 15. I'll be in John 15, then I'll go to Acts chapter 4. Now, as we, we go to John chapter 15, a lot of this will have to do with where's my heart? Always where's my heart in the matter of this? And so the Lord Jesus here, he's talking, and we begin tonight, John 15 verse 7. He said, if, and you may highlight that word, if you abide in me. The word abide means, uh, the Amplified says, continue. The New Living says, if you remain. One translation says, if you stay close to me. Another says, if you live in union with me. And so when I see the word union there, it's like Jesus desires a relationship with it. It's like a marriage covenant. And so he's telling us in this area called abide, Jesus is into marriage. He's not into dating. He's into marriage. So he said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. If my words live powerfully within you. If my words take hold within you. So it's one thing to hear the word. That's a great thing. That's Romans 10, 17. It's another thing to quote the word. He tells us that in, in Joshua 1, verse 9. But the word of God really goes to work whenever one of us, when we begin to act on the word. When we put the word into action in our lives. And so he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then, then, then you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. And so when you see the then there, 
It all goes back to we must abide in Christ. Our prayers are effective only when I abide in Christ and his work. So let me ask you something right there. There's times in my life I've thought, man, my, my prayers aren't working like, like the Bible says they should. So I have to ask myself this question. Am I abiding in Jesus? Am I abiding in the word? And so am I only calling out to Jesus? Am I only looking to Jesus when I want or I need something? And in this passage, it's interesting that in verse 7, he uses the word you five different times. So in order for my prayer life to work, I have to be submitted to Jesus. I've got to abide in Jesus. I've got to abide in the word. Now, we know according to John 6, 23, it says that, that I am to ask the Father in Jesus' name. So what would abiding look like? How does that look in the Bible? Turn with me to Acts chapter 4. And I, I believe this is a great scriptural reference that tells us just exactly how we can abide in Jesus. We can look to Jesus and we can look to the word of God. Acts chapter 4, and once you get there, I'll begin reading in verse 13. Acts 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and I highlight the word they, that they were the rulers, the elders, the scribes, and even the high priests. And it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, when they saw the bold courage of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men in, in terms of being rabbis. They hadn't ever been formally trained. They said they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And so we see something here that these, these leaders or religious leaders, they, they noticed that Peter and John had specifically been with Jesus. That, that Jesus had had effect on them by spending time with them. So when, when I look at this, they had to abide with Jesus. They had to abide in his word. And when you look at Peter and John, they just didn't know about Jesus. They actually knew Jesus. Remember, these were men who had walked the earth with him for over three years. Now, when you look at Peter especially, one of the greatest witnesses of Jesus' power in anybody's life is a change of, of their lifestyle or even a changed life. This was Peter. It was very evident that Peter was very different. And, and these religious leaders, they, they realized these guys have been with Jesus. Keep reading, verse 14. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them... They could say nothing against it. Now, I got to go back in, in Scripture just a little bit and tell you who this man was. If we would go to back to, to Acts chapter 3, verse 1. This is where there was a man who was, he was born lame. And he would be laid at the gate beautiful every day at the temple. Now, the gate beautiful was one of the, the, the most famous gates to come into the temple. And so day after day, they would lay this lame man there and he would beg alms. And one day, Peter and John strolled up and they said, look at us. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, 
rise up and walk. Now, if you would go back and look at that scripture, the Bible said this guy got up and walked. He went walking and leaping and praising God. Now, this guy is with Peter and John, and these religious leaders standing here, and they say, we can't say nothing against this. We cannot deny what took place with this man. Verse 15. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council... They conferred among themselves. So all these religious leaders, they get together. Verse 16, and they said, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle, a remarkable sign has been done through them. Now, think about this just a little bit. A notable or remarkable sign had been done through them. What had been done through them? In their boldness and their trust and belief in the name of Jesus, they spoke to this this lame man in Jesus' name. So this is what he's talking about here. And so he goes on to say, Through them is evident or well known to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny what took place. But so this it spreads no further among the people, Let us severely threaten them. From now on, they speak to no man in this name. Now, if you'll notice right here, they wouldn't even say what name it was, but they they knew the name. And so really they were commanding them and they said, don't you speak in the name of Jesus. Don't speak anything in the name of Jesus. Now, here's an interesting thought. This, This locates religious people. They saw the the power of the name of Jesus. They saw what took place when these men spoke in the name of Jesus. But they still rejected Jesus. Instead of coming to know Jesus in a personal way, they tried to suppress the truth right here. They did not want people hearing the name of Jesus. Verse 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. Again, they recognize the power and the authority in the name of Jesus. So just like me and you, I have the opportunity. I I can receive what Jesus does or he did, or I can reject it like these guys. Verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. Verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so the things that they had seen and heard, remember, they had heard Jesus' words for three years. They had seen the miracles they did. And so because of the things they saw and they heard, that got on the inside of them. It was literally the way they learned to abide in Jesus and to abide in his word. So literally, these guys, they trusted in God's ability. They trusted in the word and they trusted in the name of Jesus. Now, turn with me the book of Luke chapter 9. As you're turning there, I want to highlight something. You can trust in the word. You can trust in the name of Jesus also. Just as these disciples did. 
And so we begin here in Luke chapter 9. And I, I want you to look with me in verse number 1. Luke 9 verses 1 and 2 is where we'll read once I get there. Verse 1. Then he, the Lord Jesus, he called his 12 disciples together. And he gave them power and authority over all demons. Jesus imparted to his disciples power and authority over all demons. Over all demons. Now, I want to highlight that to you, okay? This is what the Lord Jesus did. He empowered them with this. And then it says at the end of verse 9, and to cure or to heal disease. Now, when we read what he did here, he assigned to these, these believers to do business as, as authorized representatives of the Lord. The dominion over evil has been given, but we can expect to see spiritual breakthrough to the degree we receive and we apply that authority. So when Jesus transfers this power and this authority to them, they had to trust and believe, I speak in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get the same results that Jesus did. So in order for that to happen, these disciples right here, just like they, they were the same ones in Acts 4 that we read about, they got a revelation of the name of Jesus. Verse number 2. So he sent them, the 12 disciples, to preach to the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So again, these disciples, they learned what it meant to abide in Jesus. And they learned what it meant to literally abide in his word. So again, the disciples had a revelation of the name of Jesus. So I begin to look at these, these things that he highlighted to them to do. And the question arises tonight, what would happen if we begin to pray and ask the Lord, Father God, grace us to get a revelation of the name of Jesus like this. Grace us to get the word of God in us like this, just like this. Now, in order to see how this would look, what it would look like, turn one chapter to Luke chapter 10. And look with me in verse 38. Luke 10, verse 38. Now it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. One translation says, why are you pulled away by all these distractions? Now, every one of us, every day, we have things that try to distract us or pull us away from the things of God. Look what the Lord Jesus said in verse 42. But one thing is needed. But one thing is essential. 
But one thing is the most important. And Mary has chosen that good part. Now, the word chosen, it's something that every one of us have the opportunity to to do every day. Every one of us have the same amount of hours in a day. We all have 24 hours in a day. We choose what we're going to do with our day. This woman named Mary, she chose the good part. And the the Lord Jesus said at the end of verse 42, which will not be taken away from her. So he's saying here, Mary's figured out the, 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 the main course. What was the main course? Go back to verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She sat at Jesus' feet. She was attentive to Jesus. She absorbed every revelation that he shared. So we look at verse 39 and we find out what that good part is. She learned to abide in Jesus, and she learned to let the Word of God abide in her. And the Lord Jesus is the one who said, she's figured out the good part. She's got it. So when I read this, I ask myself this question. I can't underemphasize this significance right here. And for every one of us, every sacrifice is based on preference. So I have the same opportunity as as Mary and Martha did every day, day by day by day. So I'm going to end this evening, and I'm going to tell you a a true story. That years ago, I was in my 20s, and I got to be around a guy who, who loved to pray. His heart was to always to pray. And, and I found myself being attracted to him because every time I would get around him, he would say stuff like this, let me tell you what the Lord told me today. And then the next time I'd get around him and he'd say, let me tell you what the Lord told me today. And I would begin to look at him and I'd think, how is this guy hearing from God every day like he does? Well, I asked him one day, I said, tell me your day how it looks. And he said, I get up at 4.45 every day. He said, the first hour of my day, he said, I get around Jesus and I get into the word of God. And I hang out with him for at least an hour. He said, then, he said, I go to the gym and I work out my physical body from six to seven. I come home and shower and I go to work. And he said, this is my routine every day. So what I begin to notice about this guy is he made Jesus priority in his everyday life. He said, I know what it is to hang around Jesus, and I know what it is to abide in his word. And so I begin to look, and I had the thought, you know what? This was his choice. I can choose to do this. So for I don't know how many years, numbers a year, at least two or three years, I got where I was praying with this guy on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Sundays, every opportunity I got, and and I I developed an incredible relationship with him. But this wasn't a guy who just sat at the feet and and, and heard Jesus' words. This was a guy who put him into practice. So fast forward a couple years. 
He's at home one night, and his phone rings a little after midnight. He answers the phone, and it's the hospital. And they said to him, they said, do you have a son named so-and-so? And he said, I do. And they said, you need to get to the emergency room as fast as you can. He goes to the emergency room. He walks in. There's a nurse waiting for him, and she says, you've got to get back here fast. So they go back there. The doctor tells him, your son tried to commit suicide tonight. He shot both of his veins right here in the forearm with Clorox bleach. He said, we believe that he doesn't have a chance to make it. We've done everything we know to do medically. And he said, we believe that when this Clorox goes through his veins and it circulates, he'll be dead by tomorrow morning. So that the, the guy I pray with, the guy who's, who's so in tune with God, he tells the doctor, I appreciate everything you did. So the doctor walks out. He goes over and he stands over his son and he says, in the name of Jesus, you'll live and not die. I speak the healing power of God over him. He laid his hands on his son. The next morning, about seven, the doctor came back in. And to his amazement, the boy was still alive. And the boy looked at him, or the doctor looked at the boy and then looked at the dad and said, that's a miracle that that happened. The daddy looked and said, no, that's what my Lord Jesus does when I call upon him. After examining the boy a little farther, he said, he's going to make it. But he said, I don't know that he'll ha ever have use again of, of at least one of his arms. We believe that that Clorox right here, it killed the nerve endings in his arm. And he said, this is what I think is going to happen. So the doctor walked out of the room. The man sat there and began to think. He thought, well, thank God my son's alive. He said right there in his heart, he began to pray. And the Lord said to him, he said, don't settle out of court with the devil. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, the same God that kept your son alive is the same God will heal his arms. And so he said he went over there. And he said he laid his hands right there on his, his son's arms. And he began to pray. And he said, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my son not only will live, my son will have the full use of his arms. Full range of motion. He said the son came awake later on that day. Two days later, he began to use his arms. I've never forgot those stories. And the reason I highlight those tonight is I can abide with Jesus. You can abide with Jesus. You can call on the name of Jesus. And so right there where you're at tonight, I want you to bow your head. I want you to raise your hand, and I want to pray this over you and me tonight. Let's just pray right now. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask you, grace us, that the name of Jesus comes alive in us. Grace us to abide in Jesus, to, to hang out with Jesus, to live with him all the days of our life. 
And Father God, we ask that the appetite for the word of God comes alive within every one of us, that we literally become living, breathing examples of John 15, 7, where you said, Lord, that if we abide in Jesus and his words abide in us, we'll ask what we will and it shall be done for us. And Lord, we believe tonight that your word is still truth and truth sets us free. So Father God, right now where we're at, we speak in the name of Jesus over sickness and disease. We ask you to move. We ask you to touch right now. And we thank you that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever God. We give you glory and honor again tonight, and we thank you for moving. Lord, if there's any in, in the live stream that are watching that have never given their hearts to you, I ask you right now, move in their hearts where you repent of your sin, and you ask Jesus to come into your heart, and he said, I'll save you. And so don't be afraid to say that prayer. Jesus loves you. He died for you. And so ending tonight... I pray the name of Jesus comes alive to every one of us. And if you're born again, Jesus commissioned you just like he commissioned those apostles and the disciples there in Luke 9. This is his desire for every one of us. And so hang out with Jesus. Be, be, a, be a 21st century Mary where you say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to make you priority. And I believe with all my heart, you get into the word of God and God will get into you. You hang out at the feet of Jesus and Jesus will move in your life. Well, I'm going to end tonight. God bless all of you. Listen, I welcome your prayers, whether they're coming in through email, whether they're coming in through the phone. I want you to know if Faith Christian is your home church, we are praying for you every day. All that are you that are going up and going to work every day, God bless you. We speak Psalm 91 around you. All you that are working in the, the medical uh, arena, we pray blessings on you. You who are out of work, we're praying for you for good jobs. And so bless every one of you. I will see you Sunday morning at, at 11 o'clock. And I encourage you right now, dig in, okay? Dig your spiritual heels in right now. This is not a time to relax. This is a time to, to go deeper in prayer with the things of God than we've ever been. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see Thank you, you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.